welcome to Hazel and Katniss and Harry and Star. Mailbag. There you go. You got it in. I know. I'm getting so good at it, Joe. <laughs> well, now you're too complimentary and full of yourself. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> so we uh, we got some mail about, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Yes, we did. Regular listener slash write in er er uh, Nice, Joe. And That was smooth. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it's, uh, I was going to say, it's Friday. It's not even Friday. It's Thursday when we're recording this. Tea books and chocolate has written in Brenna. <laughs> this is great. It's a really good uh, recommendation for a couple of texts that do actually deal with menstruation. So a mm-hmm. plug for tomorrow, Pierce. So I think Tea books and chocolate has plugged to us before. Um, this so. is the series Alana, the first adventure. Alana is masquerading as a boy to become a knight, and her mother died in childbirth. So when she gets her period for the first time, she has no idea what's happening. And so the book actually deals with it, comes back to it over and over again. It's like a central plot point Hmm. very exciting stuff i'm gonna check this one out right yeah and then the other one that tea books and chocolate provides is called the naming by allison krogon and it does have a menstruation scene so it's not as sustained and it doesn't come back in the same way as alana the first adventure but apparently it's still noteworthy Okay, cool. I love this. I also liked Tea Books and Chocolate talked about her aunt, who Mm -hmm. was a fifth grade teacher. And Joe, I have to tell you, this is not my experience of fifth grade health class. Okay. (laughs) But Tea Books and Chocolate recounts that when her aunt had to split the class up to have like the talk, (laughs) the boys would be jealous first because the girls got like quote unquote presents, which actually did happen in my school as well. Everybody was very jealous of the giant cardboard box of 90s style pads we got mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're super something to be jealous about um oh my gosh. But, but in this in this anecdote from tea books and chocolates aunt um and then my aunt would explain why the girls had been separated and the boys would look terrified for their friends she said almost every year after that lesson when everyone got back together there'd be at least one boy who would go to hug his girlfriends in sympathy <laughs> I love this. I mean, this is, I think, part of the problem with treating it like it's such a weird affair or something that, you know, boys don't understand. You know, yeah, everything I hear about menstruation sounds like it kind of sucks. But at the same time, it's also a natural part of what your body does, right? Mm -hmm. And if we can demystify it, then it becomes less of an issue, less of a mystery, just something where it's like, yeah, this is something that happens and be a little kinder to her once a month. It's interesting the way Tea Books and Chocolate outlines this story because in my experience of that that uh, reckoning class where everybody gets split up and we have the conversation, mm-hmm. that was like the beginning of the end of boys and girls being sort of socially part of the same group in oh. my school. It was mm-hmm. like now now the girls are different and right. kind of scary and <laughs> and that's when sort of the separation began. So. Mm. Really interested to hear other listeners' experiences of that time in life. I hope that that is changing. I'm not even sure why they do that conversation as a single-sex conversation, to be perfectly honest. like, Yeah, I mean, I can wager a guess. It's because, yeah. oh, this doesn't impact boys, and yeah. therefore they don't need to know. And vice versa. Like, There's things that women should know about men's bodies, and yes, we're still using gendered language because, unfortunately, this is typically how it's done. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think that everybody would probably benefit uh, from mm-hmm. like a more trans-inclusionary approach to talking about bodies anyway. Right. And I think that's one example, because I don't, th- I don't know that the division helps particularly. Mm-mm. No, no. 
Yeah. So one of the other things that Tea, Books, and Chocolate includes is that apparently in grad school, Tea, Books, and Chocolate taught psych of women and gender. And this story made my soul crumble a little bit, Brenna. <laughs> so apparently almost every single time this course was taught, Tea, Books, and Chocolate would have a student approach her and say, you know, this is the first time someone has actually told me. This is the first time I really understood what was happening. And oh. I just think, I'm sorry, a grad school class? Like, yeah. we are failing our young people. Oh, we absolutely are. I mean, and also we're failing ourselves. Like, the general sort of lack of curiosity in medical school and, like, medical research about women's bodies is why menstruation is still, like, a horrible experience, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's wild to me that somebody tweeted the other day, and it's been stuck in my head ever since, like, it's the year of our Lord 2023, and cramps are still a thing. Like, what? <laughs> Don't care. Don't care. Got bigger <laughs> fish to fry. Just because it happens to 51% of the population. <laughs> Who could care? <laughs> ah. uh, hmm. Okay, so the final part of this email is uh, about a lesson from gender and language that Tea, Books, and Chocolate uh, was involved in. So apparently the class would brainstorm all of the euphemisms for <laughs> menstruation. And of course, some of the things that people would come up with were really funny, really clever, pop culture references. And Brenna, before we started recording, you said you didn't really have a good example of this, did you? No, I don't. Like, the ones that always used to make me mad when I was a kid was like, your friend is visiting. Like, I'm sorry. Oh. If I had a friend who showed up and like just punched me <laughs> in the midsection repeatedly for five days, I would not mm -hmm. refer to them as my friend. <laughs> yeah i've heard some really crude references not surprising mm. i will say my favorite and one that i didn't understand for the longest time even though come to think of it when i saw clueless in 1995 i would have been 13 years old but uh there's a reference to surfing the crimson wave <laughs> and i always like i thought it was such a peculiar expression never understood what it meant well at least not for a couple more years. Do you know why I didn't understand that reference at the time? Because you never saw Clueless? No, I saw Clueless. I didn't know that crimson was another word for red. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Checks out. Checks yep. out. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Go vocabulary. <laughs> Woo! Honestly, Clueless is great for that. There's still totally. words I'm learning from that movie. It's so true. It's so true. That generation of like young adult language play is mm -hmm. something we should talk more about on this show because it was amazing it's true yeah the the high water mark of literary adaptations be it shakespeare or jane austen mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 